from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, located in downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Note to Future Me. I'm Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Note to Future Me is dedicated to interviewing businesses and organizations who have implemented podcasting into their marketing strategy. In this episode, I talk with Stephanie Evans and Michelle Wilson. Michelle was the first and former host of Tri-Village Chamber Partnerships Business Inspires podcast in her role as the executive director. With Michelle leaving that position, Stephanie is now the executive director and the new host. At the time of this recording, Stephanie was just beginning the transition and had recorded a few episodes on her own. Now, podcast hosts are going to change over time. How should your company prepare for it? Well, the key word there is prepare and keep the podcast mission at the forefront. Michelle and Stephanie are going to cover that in great detail in this episode. Full disclosure, though, Business Inspires is a client of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, and the focus of this podcast is all about the Chamber and their podcast. If your business is using podcasting as a marketing or branding tool, I would love to showcase your podcast. Go to notetofutureme.com and scroll down to my booking calendar. You can find all this information in the show notes as well. I'm going to have the full transcript of the podcast on my podcast website, notetofutureme.com and circle270media.com. And as always, thanks for taking notes with me. Well, before we get into the heavy of the podcast, talking about uh, Business Inspires podcast, I want to ask each of you, Michelle and Stephanie, about nonprofits that you support, that you give time, talent, or treasure to. And and I'll start with Michelle. Sure. You know, I think that the one uh, nearest and dearest to my heart right now is the the new Nationwide Children's Hospital on our sleeves. It's a, a mental health awareness program. And I just, I think that, you know, it's something that's so important and needed. And the conversation, while it seems like it's out there a lot, I think it's really just beginning. And so I think it's an amazing program. And, uh, you know, I've, I definitely, um, I'm trying to become more involved with it. I've supported it financially, and um, just figuring out ways that I can support it otherwise. And Stephanie? Um, I would say the one that um, I probably spend most of my time with is Best Buddies, um, Best Buddies Ohio. It's part of a national organization to um, assist folks with developmental disabilities, to um, engage them in one-on-one friendships, and then to help find them work in the workplace. So my husband's on the board there for Best Buddies Ohio. And uh, I help out when I can, and really my whole family's involved because there are high school and college age groups as well to help the students um, make lifelong friendships. Um, so it's a really great organization. That's where we spend our time. Great. Thanks. So let's talk a little bit about each of your professional backgrounds. And, and as the podcast develops, we'll kind of figure out, and, and the listener will figure out, oh, this is where the two come together and why this is a podcast about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnerships Business Inspires podcast. So let's start with Michelle, uh, because your history with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership mm-hmm. is longer. And, yes. and let's talk a little bit about your background and how you became a part of the TVCP. Okay. Well, um, I have always been in the 
nonprofit or not-for-profit world. I started out at Experience Columbus when it was the Greater Columbus Convention and Visitors Bureau way back when, and um, moved around a little bit from there in membership departments um, at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and the Ohio Hotel and Lodging Association. So always found um, that that was kind of where I landed and um, was able to land a, a amazing position with the Grandview Area Chamber back in 09 when they were looking for their first full-time director. So I landed there, got that job. Uh, Grandview was where I grew up and had my kids. And um, so it was a, a nice fit. I knew the community. I knew a lot of people there. And we were able to then grow and expand that into a merger between the Upper Arlington Chamber and the Grandview and Marble Cliff Chambers. So we, in 2016, became the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. So that's my background. And, of course, I have recently left that position after almost 10 years and landed back at Experience Columbus. So a little bit of a full circle there. Exactly. Stephanie. So for me, I... I um, started at the National Kidney Foundation of Ohio um, in the communications department there and then kind of moved my way up um, ultimately to, to sorry ultimately to executive director position there um, and was there for a while and then left that position um, really to to stay home um, to start a family uh, and then in that time started two, what turned out to be three businesses of my own. So a small business owner. Um, so One just wasn't enough. I got to get three. <laughs> they weren't all simultaneous. They were kind of, a couple not of them one, overlapped. Not two, but three. Yeah, a couple of them overlapped. And um, anyway, so I spent that time having my own business and, um, and raising my kids at home. And then um, a couple of years ago, um, just had some changes take place in my personal life and um, decided to um, let my photography business go. That's what um, my my more recent one was, um, and uh, really through uh, a friend of mine who happened to be um, related to Michelle, um, let me know that there was an opening there, and I connected with Michelle, and um, that's how I landed at the at the chamber. Came in as the membership manager part time, and have been there almost two years. It'll be two years in March. And uh, then when Michelle made her next step, um, I switched seats and I went from membership manager to executive director. From the baby pool to the deep end. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have you both on because I, I, we were talking about this before recording. I, I've jumped on this theme by accident of host transitions and uh, – the Business Inspires podcast is now going through a uh, a host transition. Michelle had hosted the podcast from its inception up through her leaving recently, and and Stephanie is now taking the, the realm and, and and doing the interviews and, and setting up and scheduling for guests and such for uh, Business Inspires. So I wanted to bring both of you together to talk about that. Now, now Michelle have a bit a little bit more knowledge on the the beginnings, as, as I will too, but I think it's worth the discussion to, because this is a chamber-focused podcast, Business Inspires. So why a podcast for Tri-Village Chamber Partnership, Michelle? Well, uh, for me, it was having discussions with you, mm-hmm. and um, I hadn't even really considered it, but when you, you approached me, it seemed like 
kind of an edgy, new, different thing to do. And I think that's one of the things I liked to pride uh, myself or the chamber on at the time. We were going through a merger that that was something that was pretty rare. Um, and we had taken a couple of, of leaps of faith along the way with our with the Grandview Area Chamber and done some really cool projects that not uh, or that others had not yet tried. And so I thought this was a really great new edgy way to perhaps reach a new demographic. Um, you know, chambers and membership organizations in general were going through a bit of an identity crisis, and I thought this might be a really cool way to to reach the the younger demographic that didn't necessarily understand why they should be a member of a chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. And I know when we first started, too, I was looking at it as a potential engagement tool. Mm-hmm. But I know chambers have a difficulty. Yeah, they have a the email database is great, but the open rate, no. And right. the feedback from members mm-hmm. and getting them involved in such. And I, I, I was envisioning the podcast as, as possibly as an engagement tool as well, too. Right. That, if nothing else, reaching out to members being part of the podcast and getting them involved in a different way that they hadn't even thought about. It's like, oh, wow. Right. The and they didn't the understand it. They didn't. Any more than I did. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yes. And trying to go in the back of my mind how the process began, I think we just had coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> to talk about this idea. And and luckily, you were very welcoming to the idea, too, because I, I think I laid it out as you have a lot of content, great content. Mm-hmm. And you refined it even more talking about, okay, let's talk to businesses about how they started and how they're growing. Right. And, and I kind of want to go a little bit more on that. Right. Why that popped in your mind. Well, you know... It, I think we're really lucky in the Tri-Village area that um, we we just had this, this – we have a really great group of members. And one of the things that we never really have to preach is to support one another and, you know, make sure you're using member businesses and make sure you're looking there first. People just naturally do it. And so – you may use a vendor here and there that you've gotten great service from, but you don't really know why they do what they do or why they got started. So I thought it would be kind of a neat premise to figure out, you know, if this was something they really – was their lifelong aspiration or if they just kind of landed there. So I think finding their personal connection to what they do was was just a – a different way to approach it. We hear there are lots of business podcasts out there, um, and I thought maybe putting a, a spin on it might be more engaging. And I think the guests have done a great job as well, and they get it when they're on the podcast. Yes. They bring it back into why the chamber is so important to them. Right. It, sure. It, not mm-hmm. a guest that we've talked to that we've had to tell them, hey, be sure to incorporate why the chamber is so important we've to you. We've never asked that question. Never have asked right. that. It's come up organically mm-hmm. in every interview. And Stephanie, even the couple it, of we've yeah. done have come up with your transition. We've never told them to say anything about it. Right. It did just come up naturally. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, you can have the leading questions. We had one, not leading questions, but uh, to, to incorporate that uh, maybe one member has done a lot to help with some events. And such. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to come up in conversation, obviously, right. too. Right. And I know we talked initially, too, Michelle, uh, when I brought up the idea, I knew that I had to come up with a way that would might be comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And I had, knew the question may come up about, oh, well, what kind of podcast are you talking about me just being the podcast? Right, <laughs> and, right. And that's why I introduced, mm-hmm. let's do the interview. It makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah. But you still had the 
the nervousness in regards to, I'm not an interviewer, I haven't done radio, quote unquote, how do I do this? How did you prepare yourself to be, I think, a great interviewer? And I think think you agree now too. I think you've done a great job with it. You actually start to have a lot of fun after I the did, first couple. Yeah, you did. Right. How did you jump into that in regards to getting yourself prepared and getting more comfortable to being an interviewer? Well, I think again, going back to just who the who we are as a who our personality is at the chamber is we're very relationship driven, mm-hmm. and you know while everybody says that, I, I, I believe it to be true. I believe that you know so much of the success of the Tri Village Chamber has been because. Um, Stephanie and I have gotten to know people and, you know, we know them on a personal level generally. (laughs) And we do, you know, not every single person, but I think that's been a big part of the success. And so um, preparing was uh, for for the podcast was just figuring out how do I, how do I ask somewhat personal questions without getting too personal, you know, and, and finding out what it is they wanted to be when they were young and, um, and having them take a step back and and look at why they are where they are. So, you know, I, I did basically the same research um, every single time. And we did identify, at least initially, we identified members that perhaps I knew a, a little more on a personal level so that I could, um, they were kind of my guinea pigs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could ask them questions that, um, and I would be more comfortable asking them questions because I, I kind of knew what their answers would be. Um, although I think each time they surprised me. And that was also kind of fun. So it was always a discovery, no matter how much I thought I knew going into the interview. And um, I think that led each time to a, a really great mm-hmm. end product. It did. I agree. And I was look, thinking about the time process when our first discussion and when we kind of kicked it off. I don't remember actually how many weeks, months it took. I, I, I think it went fairly quickly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the time that it took, and this is part of the interview process, is booking people, mm-hmm. getting those businesses in. Because at that time, we were very lucky to have a great relationship with a local radio station group to utilize yes. their studios. I know the owner... Uh, was extremely happy to have business owners coming in to the radio station sure. just to see the Hollywood of it, uh, to be a part of this podcast, but also you know just a, a monthly process of seeing new businesses coming in because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice relationship at that point in time to get things going uh, to legitimize the podcast as well. Right, right. Working with the radio station group and the sound of the podcast versus just being in front of a computer, laptop, and, okay, talk as close as you can to the right. screen. You oh, know. it made a difference. It, it definitely, I absolutely, it made a difference being in a professional setting. And I think it made a little bit easier for you, too, I'm assuming, because you, you were in a radio station. This, this is what happens here. Right. Interviews. Right. And content. Right. That's sort of thing, yeah. And I was I was lucky enough to be a part of a couple of other podcasts and they were fine. You know, I don't I I don't I would never say anything negative about them other than the sound quality, the difference in sound quality, I felt, you know, really lucky mm-hmm. that we had what we had with that uh, radio station. Yes. And and I think the process of us moving as fast as we did 
I'm going to say probably a couple of months, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, I think time. it was, It yeah. probably was. That we didn't really have a lot of people involved. Right, that's true. We, we went rogue <laughs> for the most I, part. You will, with, if you ask your, my past board members, right. they would say that, you know, Michelle asks forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it worked. And I don't know if that's the proper way for any chamber to think about doing something like this. Right. But what is the harm? As long right. as you have the game plan, right. and this is the direction you're sure. going with it, and you focused a couple of the, the board members as guests as I did. well, so that made a big difference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, some of that was strategic, but, you know, yeah. they, they also were really good interviews. You know, I mean, hmm. they, we, we, it, perhaps it was, you know, for a double reason, but, but they, there was good content there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has the podcast been able to, to showcase the chamber's expertise? How did you incorporate that? as well as, you know, with Stephanie coming in as well, too, what the chamber is. And I know there's, like you said, an atmosphere, a culture Mm -hmm. that the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership has compared to any other chamber, good, bad, whatever. Every chamber has its its culture, its feel. Um, how, How do you think you incorporated that in regards to what you were doing with the podcast as well as what Stephanie will be doing in the future, too? Uh, Steph, do you want to take that? I can take that. Um, I think I can take that. So there's a saying, and I probably said this on past podcasts, that, you know, you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber. We all operate very differently. Every community is so different. And, um, you know, partnerships are vary. And, you know, the, the Grandview area, Upper Arlington area, and now, of course, Tri-Village, I think have been very lucky to have good relationships with their city governments, with their uh, key players in the area. And I think that really played beautifully into uh, the podcast just being an extension of what it was we were already doing. And that was, you know, finding new ways to engage our members, finding new ways to keep them interested and on board. And um, when we started receiving feedback pretty quickly. I mean, you know, it, it takes a while to, to build your listenership, of course. But when we started receiving feedback pretty quickly from members who were intrigued by the fact that we were doing a podcast and they were learning about uh, these small businesses on a different level, that was exciting. And I again, I think going back to some other chances we took as a chamber, um, the chamber challenge when we did a business makeover in three days, you know, and that was... Um, that was a huge undertaking and a, and a great success story. So the podcast was just kind of the next thing we were trying. And I joked about asking forgiveness, not permission, but kind of true. I mean, we just kind of said, sure, that sounds like a good idea. Let's give it a shot. And we didn't have a lot to lose, you know. Um, and it's turned out to be a really great uh, benefit, I think, to our members. And people are asking to be a part of it now. And um, – so I, I think it was. I think it was just natural that it was something we did that was different and edgy. I think one great story that came out of. I think we maybe had three or four published at the time. That the first episode mm-hmm. that we published, she got an inquiry about her business yeah. for a new business and got the business and got so, the business. Yes. Uh, when you told me that, I'm going. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This stuff kind of works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we thought, gosh, if that happens every single time, yeah, we've got something. Right. Which, you know, of course, uh, you know, jokingly, we knew that wasn't going to happen every You're single sure. time. But um, being the first episode but of the very the whole first episode 
did podcast. produce business. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And and that was a a difficult episode because you that was your first, that was her first. Mm-hmm. But it came out great, we and were she both got so nervous. And she got to showcase exactly what she wanted to, yeah, for her business that it obviously worked. Yeah, she came out beautifully. She yeah, really did a great she job. Did. Have you seen adding the podcast content to the website improve the site's search component? Um, that's a great question that I would have to. I don't. I I don't know that we have. Um, done a ton of analytics on it. You know, it's certainly something we can do. I mean, you've provided us with right. numbers that have increased um, over time. Right. So, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm certain that it probably has. Right. I just, I wish I could give you exact no, numbers. No, that's fine. Because I, I can answer a little bit to that because mm-hmm. I know the user agent piece to the back end that I do see, and this is not atypical of a business oriented podcast, is a lot more desktop listenership than through phone. <laughs> so therefore, they are listing yeah. via your website sure. or a link through the email. And, and one such. of the things we did on the website too was um, we we added a tab specifically that says podcast. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to look for the podcast, you know, in the other drop down menus. Right. It used to be part of the news or something it like did. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. we changed it to add it so you see it right when you log on to the website. Right. Um, Which will make a difference so, over time right, of course too. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah. It's easy, much easier to find. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of businesses they want to add content to the website, but it's like, okay, where do we put it without mm-hmm. junking up the site? Or maybe right. the original design of the site was not really des- um, set up to incorporate any video, any audio. Right. So it's kind of difficult to measure because it's not in the right place. Right. A tab obviously will help tremendously right. and such too. And another unexpected thing that happened, though we were focusing on this, we had a sponsorship for the podcast. We did. We'd always talked about this, right. but we just and and it come up with a list of potential sponsors, but knowing mm-hmm. that any sponsorship could limit who might even want to be on the podcast, or it might sound as though right. okay, they're sponsoring, but what are you giving them? Yeah, you're a chamber sort of thing. So, right. um, I think our focus of who was who did sponsor the podcast made a lot of sense. I'll let you talk about a little it bit did. about the story because you, you kind of did. You carried the water on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I approached, uh, of course, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is made up of Grandview Heights, Marble Cliff, and Upper Arlington. And so, you know, we approached the three of them and said, you know, these are the businesses that are representative of each of your areas. So let's let's get you on board. And uh, what I really love is that the, the smallest of those three municipalities stepped up. And the the village of Marble Cliff got it really quickly, and you know they they went through a few readings and they they listened to some podcasts and they um, they stepped up with some dollars. And you know one of the things we said was you know we'll we'll be sure to make sure that we are um, including businesses in the village of Marble Cliff. There aren't a ton. It's a very small village, so you know not a not a huge ask on their part. But uh, but some great businesses there, and the businesses that we had already had focused on in Marble Cliff helped sell it. And then you know we we made a commitment to to feature some more, and we did that, and we're still doing that. So um, I was really happy that they stepped up, um, not just from a dollar perspective, but because um, it was a great way for a small village to get some awesome exposure and you know their logo went on there and then they got to think of a fun slogan and tagline and so you know I think it helped them and is helping them um, in a different way as well. That's a little bit of moral support too. I felt really yeah. good after you 
I, I know you called me. It wasn't yeah. an email. Hey, we got a sponsor and, right. and said who it was. And it was a struggle. It, it yeah. was, you know, um, and, and, and it will be working with municipalities and mm-hmm. cities. Of course, the process is a bit slower. A lot more people have to sign off on these ideas of, of money being spent. Right. Totally understand that versus going to a business as a sponsorship. Yeah. So hearing that feedback and knowing that they're going to do that meant monumental pushing a big rock. Right, right. <laughs> that knowing that it doesn't matter what size of a government there is, there yeah. had to be a lot of eyeballs seeing this. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this right. because this money is being spent here versus here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good feedback. One of the things um, that their mayor, Kent, had said about it was that they view it as a um, like a, a professional education opportunity for the businesses in the Marble Cliff area and felt like that by supporting the podcast, um, it was encouraging their uh, their businesses to listen in because they can't always make it to a luncheon or right. a breakfast or a coffee or an event where we might have a speaker or some kind of educational program. And it really is educational when you listen to how someone got their business started or mm-hmm. how they made the next steps to grow and, and that kind of stuff. Um, they felt like it was uh, a, a, a good option to, to treat it as professional education and a way to kind of give to the business community and, and support us as well. And yeah. one of your last interviews was with Kent. And, and it was. And probably yeah. one of the better podcasts in regards to understanding the village of Marble Cliff. Right. He right. Did, he's such a great speaker. He, he, he is. dove he, into it and understanding this very, what is it, two square mile, if that, I forget right. how many square mile mm-hmm. it is, but it, uh, government is government. And it's just a smaller version of it, but right. it's the same mechanisms, the same politics, quote unquote, that going on, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but just on a smaller scale, right. on a microcosm comparatively, but still important to those that are living in that little community. Right. And and they're very lucky they have somebody who's forward thinking and and is, again, I think like the chamber taking a, a chance on some doing something a little differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were we're very lucky that he sits on the board and and has you know a great voice uh, to lend f- for their f- on behalf of the village. All right. So we try to come up with the most convenient pu- publishing schedule, and we varied that. Right. I know initially we went with because of scheduling issues and problems and and, and uh, fitting in your schedule, obviously to you know to, to to sit down and and talk with folks and give yourself some time for research. We were on a once a month. Mm-hmm. publishing schedule and um it worked really well yes. i think and then we started to crank it up to every three weeks mm-hmm. and i think we saw some momentum come from that as well too that it, it kind of started to take off a little bit more yeah. as well we could get more people in over a year's time right. mm-hmm. as well too um how did that change in regards to how you <laughs> set yourself up and in, in your scheduling too you know that one extra week <laughs> or one fewer weeks to prepare, <laughs> uh, did that take some mental strain, uh, or, or how did that change your life? <laughs> you know, not it? not tremendously, because okay. I think it was something that I so enjoyed. It was okay. just one of the my favorite parts. I mean, truly getting to take a deep dive into one business mm-hmm. was so enjoyable for me. So doing the research, you know, we I had basically the same list of questions and then every single time and that would always be my fallbacks and then depending on who we were talking to and how well I knew them or um, if there had been something in the news recently that I wanted to make sure I touched on you know I I, I customized that each time but um, it 
it was more exciting, quite honestly, mm-hmm. to to increase it and, and get to talk to more people and and beef that up a little bit. All right. And I know, Stephanie, you can answer this as, as well, too, <laughs> because of um, being on board as long as you were and sawing the social media strategy and the email strategy. Let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that, um, how that's evolved as well, too, from your standpoint and moving forward. Um, this the podcast is included in every newsletter that goes out for the chamber, yes. which is a weekly. weekly. What yeah. other pieces are, are being implemented that are being done, were being done, and as well as looking to the future? Um, well, so it, it goes into our weekly newsletter with a link, and so it's on our website. So it always sits there, and the link um, sends you to the website, and then um, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Trying to think of all the social mm-hmm. media, sure, sure. yeah. So, uh, admittedly, we are kind of in a transition mm-hmm. there with the social media. Um, we had contracted out some work, uh, and uh, the person that was doing that work for us recently moved to Seattle. And in theory, he could do it from there, but it's more practical to have it here closer to home. So we're kind of in transition, um, getting our head around uh, how to do that social media and how best to approach that. Um, But the podcast link is included in all of that, and we're trying to stay active on that and and keep up to date and and find a new rhythm with our social media. Yeah, it's kind of a double whammy with the transition of hosts. Also losing the social media person or yeah. more choice to, to, to keep the, the social media in-house. Right. Let's put it that right. way. That, yeah. That's kind of the, the, the goal at this point mm-hmm. is to, to keep it in-house and, and just, um, I guess, have a more um, intimate knowledge of mm-hmm. it. I, guess. I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really the right way to, to phrase that, but um, we could do things a little more quickly. Um, with, well, certainly with more immediate. Yeah, yeah, it's more immediate. When that person's desk is five feet away, right? <laughs> Instead of right. sending a picture to somebody, oh, yeah. and you know, so yeah. it it does make it more immediate. We just have to get up to speed with it. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, you can look at it as good timing or bad timing. It's probably very good timing because you get to own it, the the the, the change of it, and evolve with it. Yeah, as well, because I know with the transition, we're looking at probably backing up publishing dates back to a month, probably just to because. Again, new role for you. Yeah, just a little, this <laughs> big still, microphone. Uh, right, you know, <laughs> of, of looking at, okay, I still want to continue, well, quote, unquote, I still want to continue on with the yeah. podcast, but how to incorporate it into my day right. as the newly appointed executive director for right. the chamber. Um, uh, but it's just a week, so not a big, but I think the, yes. the implementation of a new person with social media, keeping it in-house, may be an easier transition as well, too. Right. I think we're, we're still very much in a transition phase you know um i just officially took this role as executive director in october so um i'm still in my learning curve and then add to that the the change in the uh the social media um contractor that we were using and um bringing someone in-house and me changing roles altogether um there's there's a lot to learn yeah Yeah. I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. I sat next to Michelle, you know, in the office. Osmosis works pretty well. Yeah, and I I knew a lot about the chamber activities, but not so much the things that she did. And and now I have literally switched chairs. Mm -hmm. I took your chair. (laughs) It's a great, great chair. It's a great chair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot to learn. And, and it's a busy day. And I make my, my to-do list at the end of the day 
for my next day. And inevitably, I get to work. Sometimes I check my email before I get in, and my whole day changes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to life. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so it's never quite like I planned. And um, yeah, just kind of keeping up with things is still has me in a transition. That's a great segue into talking about the transition of hosts. So obviously you knew you were going to leave and whether that was being discussed or not, Mm -hmm. you know, one way or the other in the mind, you knew, okay, I'm moving on, but there are things I have to take care of. Um, What was the discussion like with Stephanie Mm -hmm. when you said, hey, I'm out of here. Totally up to you if you want to keep the podcast going, but let's talk about the podcast. Right. What was that conversation like? Well, you know, I told Steph that it was one of my favorite parts of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, it had be, it had grown into that, and um, that I, w- you know, I just told her the truth. I think that it, I was very nervous, and that um, if we if we kept it going, which I thought we should, that we approach it the same way, and and that um, you know, don't put a ton of pressure on yourself because the conversation really does take over, and so. Um, we scheduled a couple of podcasts, my last two, and um, and did those in the office in a more comfortable setting. Um, and Stephanie sat in on those and, you know, got to see that I, I wasn't exaggerating. It really is very laid back and conversational and uh, the flow should be fairly natural. And you have these these questions that you can fall back on if conversation kind of halts for some reason, but um, that never really happened. And, uh, you know, thankfully, and um, but they were good conversation starters. So, um, you know, the chamber's very lucky that Stephanie uh, knocked on our door a couple of years ago and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in coming here. And her background and personality, you know, just lent itself beautifully for the transition. So, um, you know, I knew she'd be great. And of course she is. So thanks. So she said that in the conversation. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. I did, oh, no. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Who can I get to do that? How do you portray deer in the headlights over the microphone? Yeah. Like, oh. Um, I think, you know, from the start. I totally agree that it needs to continue. I think it's a, it's a really great thing for the chamber, for our members, and for the, the folks who are listening. So there's no doubt that we wanted to keep it going. Um, the, the struggle for me is overcoming the anxiety of having this big microphone in front of me and, um, and feeling like I don't know how to do this. Um, so my first thoughts were, okay, well, we have to keep it going. We have to keep it doing, going. Who can I ask to do it? <laughs> Who can be the voice? Um, and, and I went through all kinds of different ideas in my head. And I'm like, okay, the fact is it's most natural probably for me to do it. So take a few deep cleansing breaths and just and just do it. And your encouragement, Brett, and your encouragement, Michelle. Oh, thank you. I know. Um, Did you end up going back and listening to some older episodes to kind of really listen to them differently on, um, on how it was done? That's a good question. I don't – I guess – I didn't go back to very far. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I generally listen to, to them as to they hear. come. Right, right, right. But I did but go hear back it with a different ear when you have to host. Yeah. Yes, and I did. I did go back and listen to probably three or four, not the entire mm-hmm. um, podcast, but parts of the of three or four of them. You're, you're right. I didn't even remember that I did that, but mm-hmm. I I did right before um, we recorded my first one um, to go back and just kind of listen to the flow and and how the conversation went. Um, and that kind of that that helped. And I had Michelle's list of questions that I just had in front of me, and and I did use them probably more than 
than Michelle does or did at the time. Um, but that that does help provide the the backup. You know, mm-hmm. like when when you are afraid of stalling out, then you know you won't if you have that. And the other thing that you had said, Brett, is that it doesn't really matter how long it is. It can be ten minutes. It can be a half an hour. It's just wherever the conversation just kind of naturally stops. So um, relieving that pressure of having to fill 20 minutes um, was helpful too. Um, I think probably mostly it was in my head. Sure. <laughs> you know, because you're right, it's it's pretty natural, but heart races at first and you know, mouth gets dry. And and even though you know it's words. not live, you do have this big microphone in front of you and there's there's a sense of pressure when that's not something yeah. you do every day. Yeah. But um, even today. Right. But it's also a sense of relief when if you can, you know, get out of your head long enough to think, okay, we can we can fix this because it's not live. And, um, you know, it can come off sounding pretty smooth even if we stumble a little bit along the way. I think that the the biggest thing for me was just the the commitment to knowing that it it has to go forward. I'm not going to stop doing this and got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the transition you talked about in regards to bringing it back in the office, getting away from Mm -hmm. the professional studio Mm -hmm. that probably maybe helped you with the transition as well, too. It's in your office now. Probably, yeah. Bring a couple microphones in. It's not the intimidation factor of a studio that you're not comfortable in. Mm -hmm. You, You had never been in that studio that we were recording in. Right. And we were taking the podcast on the road for a few episodes mm-hmm. as well, too. Right. Um, for convenience sake as well, you know, that uh, moving we th- what we thought was going to be a different direction, but didn't happen. But it was an experiment. Right. just didn't happen. Um, but back in your office makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it may be just as comfortable for your guests as well, too, because yeah, they Yeah, a lot of them have been there been before. There. Yeah, and, and they're nervous, too. I sure. mean, the, the, the people that, you know, that we've interviewed yeah. – um, they were nervous, definitely. Yeah. So um, having that that comfort level of knowing where they're going, knowing how to get there, and mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing, I, I do think kind of yeah helps. And for me, I had had the the benefit of um, recording promo spots for some of our past right. events at the studio. So mm-hmm. I was I at least had a little bit of a, a level of familiarity with going into the studio and talking into a microphone, yeah. and you know. That that's not the case for everybody, so I do think it's a nice, familiar setting to do it in the chamber yeah. offices. Right. So mo- yeah, so moving forward, any new thoughts, any new ideas that you want to implement over the next few months? Have you put mm. thought to that, or the different type of people we want to talk to? Oh, with regard to the podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we had tossed out. I mean, I, I really do love the the kind of um, up close and personal and. And finding out, you know, how a business came along, and you know, I'm I'm a small business owner You've myself been still. There. Yeah, I yeah. have. You know, I've I've owned two businesses by myself, and then my husband and I currently own a business together. So, I'm I'm a small business owner too, and so I, I do appreciate hearing other people's stories, and I think that um, I learn from it. I think our listeners can learn from it, and um, and everybody's tackled it a little differently. And and one of the things that I think has been great about the the ones that we've had so far is the variety of businesses that we've invited in for it. So uh, I think for for the listeners, you know, if you look at the list, it's this huge variety. And I think that shows kind of the breadth of our membership. So for for folks who aren't members or just, um, you know, out there listening, they can see the, the kind of businesses that we have. And then it really covers 
a whole range of, of, of businesses. Um, so I think that, you know, the up close and personal kind of uh, how, how did you get here um, way is, is great. Um, we've also kind of tossed around, do we start doing more like, um, I, I don't know, a specific topic in business and, and how do we address that and, um, and, and kind of come at that from different angles. Um, I don't know, for right now, I kind of feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and if, if this is our, our, our niche, and, and this is what we're known for, then that's the track we should stay on. Um, you know, if we start to feel like we want to mix it up a little bit, I do think that there are some other avenues we could, we could venture down. Yeah, we talked about other opportunities as well, too, of just um, expanding the role mm-hmm. of the of the podcast, right? Uh, and gives you the opportunity as a new host to do that, as well as Michelle was always kicking around that idea. We were mm-hmm. always kicking around those ideas, right. so it's always on the table. Sure. (laughs) Um, I think it's really key to mention, too, from the member perspective, besides learning about other members, is that it's a great marketing tool for them. So they walk away with this podcast. I mean, we walk away learning something, uh, you know, a little bit more about perhaps that member or or that industry. Um, But the member walks away with with a marketing piece that they can put on their website that they can pull snippets of. You're great about helping them with, you know, pulling out key pieces that would be great for marketing. And, um, you know, there's no charge to them for, for being a guest on our podcast. And, you know, it's, it's really a benefit to everybody involved. Yeah, there's not an episode that I didn't learn something. Oh, my gosh. Or yes, heard too. something said going, that makes sense. Especially when you start to change what you're doing in your world, right? And things hit you differently mm-hmm. when you start to think about things differently. Uh, right. Whether it's a new ben- business venture or you're venturing with a new career or whatever, right. you just hear it differently. But I think every episode, all the guests have done a fantastic job of bringing just nug- little nuggets. A nugget, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there have been times that I've walked away thinking. Um, or not thinking, but just having learned something that I just didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there were there was a couple of times when I was kind of uh, gobsmacked, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And and in one of those, what, a piece of advice came out of it. I mean, one of my favorite things was to ask, what advice were you given or what advice would you now give? And uh, one of one of the podcasts, you know, there was a piece of advice given to, to one of our interviewees that uh, – I loved and I have now used in, you know, in a practical way with my kids and uh, and in my life. So, you know, I definitely learned a life lesson out of mm. doing a, an interview that, gosh, that's not what I expected to get out of it, but it was great. All right. So advice to a business owner or another chamber outside mm-hmm. of the Columbus area uh, that would like to start a podcast. We don't want any more competition here. Um, but, you know, since the we've podcast is worldwide, we've got it covered here. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll t- ask both of you, sure. what advice would you give a business owner or a number chamber uh, that may be considering podcasting as a marketing tool? What would you tell them to keep in mind? Um, Steph, jump in anytime. I think I would tell them to try to, um, you know, come up with what's unique about them and capitalize on it with their podcast, with whatever their, you know, the theme is or or what it is that they want to accomplish and find, find out what's, or identify what's unique and, and use it. Also, um, you know, try to, to get the supporters on board first 
and you know, um, not necessarily ask permission, but um, but now that there's now, there's somebody that's doing this and and it's working, um, you know, don't recreate the wheel, and definitely get people on board mm-hmm. first and and realize that that they're are resources out there to help you get started and um, and that it's really a phenomenal tool to engage your members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be able to get sponsorship up front. Up they front. can say, you yes. know, here's what we want to do and model it after this mm-hmm. or that and and be able to get some sponsorship up front. Right. So I would say um, definitely think about that. And, you know, one of the things that I think our podcast does is, uh, you know, al- al- alongside of the the information that's shared from the the interviewees is it showcases the personality of the chamber um, just in in, in the conversations that take place. I I do think that the conversations, Michelle's done a really great job of being very natural and um, being able to bring out the personality, not only of the the person being interviewed, but her personality shows too. And I think that um, that, that's what I mean. I always tell people who are thinking about joining our chamber, you know, that the, the personality of our chamber, I really do feel like represents the communities that we represent. And um, it's a really warm, sincere group of people who want to see each other support or want, sorry, want to support each other and see each other be successful. And I feel like that comes through in the interviews, mm-hmm. um, just the, the personalities. And uh, I think that's a real a real nice um, benefit for our members and and for the chamber as a whole. Yeah, I would think, and I agree, and I always think this medium is not a fake it medium. It's it's raw. Right. It's raw. The emotions are there. You just can't fake it versus writing a blog or having a professional blogger write it for you. Right. That represents Mm -hmm. your company. this is this is it, <laughs> right? And and I think the podcast brings that out mm-hmm. of the chamber as well as as the guests, right? I've seen overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on your move, Michelle. Thank you. Very that much. was a that was a kick in the gut when you told me you were leaving. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I second because, that <laughs> well, because I knew I was going to miss working with you. I knew the podcast would live on mm-hmm. um, because it, it had legs and. I knew Stephanie was more than capable of, of getting this done, but working with you, I knew I was going to, I was going to miss right, uh, because you. it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I am looking forward to what Stephanie's going to do as well too, because sure. the focus of this podcast, I think, is is an extremely important to me, um, as well as getting it done for the chamber as well too. So congratulations on your move uh, you. to Experience Columbus, and congratulations on your. New chair. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> and new role. Literally um, a new chair. Yeah, exactly. Literally a new chair. Exactly. It moves. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I do look forward to working as we continue on with Business Inspires. Thank you. I Thank you, Brad. That. I look forward Thank to working with you for all, you all your support. It, yeah. uh, this is because of you and your great idea and that our members are benefiting. So thank you for doing that. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. 
See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.